welcome to Life Pairings, where two Canadian alcohol connoisseurs mix life events and libations. Hello, I'm Carla Richards. And I'm Brittany Lysing. And this, this is, is Life, life Pairings. pairings. <laughs> because life is hard. So pair with alcohol. Sometimes it's a little itchy. Sometimes people aren't really fans. But damn, does it hold a prominent place on your face. As today's life pairing is mustaches with Burt Reynolds. We're discussing gambling, gold rush, and Burt Reynolds' baby. But not the guy. I mean, we might talk about him. We are going to talk about the guy. with us. Because he's also passed away, but also <laughs> I wouldn't expect that he'd be on our podcast. He, uh, he dead. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, we're doing a seance episode. No. Yeah, we're doing um, the, this is our Ouija board episode. <laughs> uh, what do uh, mustaches mean to you, Brett? Um, well, my dad had a mustache for a really long time, mm-hmm. and, um, it just was the he shaved it off and it looked like he like lost he lost 30 years off his life like he was oh looked so much younger <laughs> he looks so much younger and it was so weird to like look at him for so long after he did it yeah because he just was he had that mustache i bet you for like 20 years right and then he went on vacation and him and his buddy who also had a mustache for like 20 years my who i call uncle yeah. is like they both shaved them off and they came home. We were all like, what the hell? <laughs> and you know what? They both looked so good uh, without yeah. the stash that they both, yeah. after like 20 years of each having it, they both haven't grown it back since. Oh, so, funny. I mean, that's a personal sort of thing. with mus- I'm not a yeah. big mustache fan. I mean, I, right. I think it's people do it ironically now. That's sort yeah. of the thing to do. Um, very hipster very hipster i'm not really a hair gal so i don't oh, you like your your smooth face ba- baby face yeah i like baby men <laughs> uh-huh. i like i like smooth little men who yeah <laughs> i i'm like a um a stubble at best kind of a gal i don't really right. like a, right. a super super hairy uh situation and mustaches fall into that category for me right i mean i don't have there's not a lineup at my door currently so if somebody shows up yeah if somebody shows up with a mustache i'm not gonna be like hey i'm not interested in love (laughs) (laughs) but maybe after i've tricked him into falling in love with me then i would politely ask him to oh remove his mustache right yes i think that is your uh your right That is my female lover. As is this in this very (laughs) hypothetical situation that I've created (laughs) out of COVID (laughs) dementia, as I'm calling Uh it. Uh huh. uh Yeah. I, uh, and then also, too, like, I just feel like people do it ironically. And I guess that's sort of funny, but it's like, it's, it's like a hipstery thing to do now. Yeah. I do have to say something happened on Bachelor last week. Um, <laughs> as we, we did an episode last week on it, where one of the guys does have a, uh, a mustache and she made him shave it and the internet is upset. Yeah. That, a shocking turn of events. <laughs> that's the thing is like, I, I just don't, you know, it, 
I can't imagine telling somebody what to do with their face, really. <laughs> like, no. Well, I would. I definitely would. But I would feel bad about the mustache part. I'm always just so like, hey, you keep your face clean. I'll keep my vagina clean. We can both <laughs> carry on that's with fair. our lives. Yeah, yeah I think that's, that's a fair <laughs> trade. It's a, that's a fair trade. I yeah. I, if <laughs> if it's not your thing, I mean, the bachelor. Mm-hmm. That's such a funny thing is because she's basically being like, hey, if you want to stay on the show, you have to change how you look, which I don't yes. think is okay. But no, I don't think so either. I don't think so either. You know, it's like uh, he does look like a baby with it and then without it as well. So it's very also that's complicated. <laughs> <laughs> what does it mean to you? What is what's your what's your side uh, mustache? I had the same uh, experience. My dad had one growing up, and uh, I remember sitting with him at the cabin when he shaved it and came out to show my brother, and my brother started crying because he didn't recognize my dad. This was obviously only like, you know, seven years ago. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Trevor was 18. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And then my uncle has, I can't actually remember. It's a weird, like, ghost of him i don't know if he ha- my uncle has always had a mustache he's blonde so he's got that kind of bushy mustache yeah um i don't know if he still has it anymore but i always like i see him all the time but i think maybe even in my head i'm like no he has a mustache even if he doesn't like have one i'm just like no it's on there it's part of your identity you can't take it off you know what when my dad when he shaved his like like a year or two later yeah some of his like somebody be like kent is do you not have a mustache anymore? And it, he was just like, yeah, I shaved it off two years ago. Like, it's, it's something like when that... that... With Alex Trebek. I still think he has one on. Yeah, it's... Well, obviously I mean, now he doesn't. I mean, <laughs> if he does, it's going to be R. there R. for an awfully long time. Mm, yes. <laughs> R.I.P., R.I.P. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it's like, it's very character-defining. character, character defining. Like, if you... It's something yes. that's sort of it's like a staple on someone's face so if you just like remember them having it it's sort of embedded in your memory i think exactly and i so then i just decided to go on like an image search of men that i thought were hot that have mustaches a couple of people ron swanson from parks and rec i don't think i have a crush on him but he's definitely that's his character like that mustache is his character oh yeah and like so much in with his libertarian steak eating da 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 thing yeah he's like that's the thing is like it's this weird piece of it's literally like a slug on your upper lip mm-hmm. that like defines this it sets this like expectation of who that person's gonna be somehow mm-hmm. like somebody who like rocks a bold mustache is i don't oh. You're, you just, like, have an expectation of what they're going to sound like, who they're going to be as a yes. person, their political yes. values for some reason. I guess, because we kind of talked about this when we were talking about the hair styles and all that kind of stuff, when we were talking about um, haircuts and stuff. It's, it is such a prominent thing, and it is one of the things, that it's one of the, I guess, the only, one of the, you know, some way that men are able to communicate a very quick portion of their personality whether that be that they are ironic or that they have a big mustache and then yeah i feel like when you're 20 (laughs) if you have a mustache it's like you're like you're either in a band or Mm -hmm. you are a tattoo artist and then if you have one when you're 40 for some reason like you know decades later they're just like (laughs) this guy likes to shovel yeah Exactly. This guy's a hard working um, fella. I feel like we are going to see a lot more mustaches, though, 
with COVID. Like, I think my brother's growing a mustache right now. Well, it is also, um, and then part of the episode being that it is November, it is Movember. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which all of this is tied to. So people right now for the month of November are growing mustaches in support of uh, uh, testicular cancer, right? Yeah, and prostate cancer. Prostate and cancer and suicide awareness. Just in general men's health because unfortunately men are just not, I don't know if it's socialized. It's kind of the whole, we just aren't in a good culture for promoting men's health unfortunately well, so yeah because it's, it's like a... the sissy shaming like you don't talk about your health don't talk about your yeah. this don't talk about your feelings don't cry don't right. be upset always work like yeah. there's an incredible if you're having a heart attack just walk it off yeah like it's fine you'll be fine truly like and this is a true story my father was having a heart attack he was finishing a basement wall and he's like I'm gonna, i got two more panels to put up and my yeah. mom was like oh well, let's go to the hospital <laughs> Like men are preconditioned to be tough and not talk about their yeah. feelings. And even if they're sick or hurt or in pain, they're supposed yes. to just like uh, bury their heads in the sand and, and get through it because they yeah. are supposed to be the breadwinners and the supporters of the family. And I think that like yeah. trickles down into every, you know, everything. They're like, I got to get this done. Uh, my health doesn't matter. I mean, that was yeah. a very dramatic <laughs> representation example apparently my dad had a heart attack and no one knew so i don't know if he never knew they just came up like because he passed away and then they did an autopsy yeah and they were like oh he had a heart attack and i was like oh yeah that that tracks yeah that's like no i'm golfing no (laughs) no no we were on (laughs) the 16th hole i had that heart attack (laughs) we had two holes to finish there was no sense bringing it up and by the time it was done i felt better anyways (laughs) yeah So kind of going back to this sort of manly aspect of the mustache and my list of hot men. So that's kind of like what we think of as like that sort of big uh, walrus mustache, I guess. So that's like Theodore Roosevelt, Hopper in Stranger Things. Oh, fuck. That's (sighs) the thing. I love Hopper. I just want you old and fat and to love me. That's what I felt like when I like fell in love with Hopper. I was like, I guess that's just like what I want from a man. Yeah. I just want you to look like Hopper from Stranger Things. (laughs) (laughs) He's amazing. But then there's the other kind of mustaches. I mean, there's obviously, this is not on my hot list, but there's um, Charlie Chaplin. Um, Back on the hot list, Clark Gable had a very thin mustache. Inigo Montoya from The Princess Bride, thin That's mustache. True. Thin not mustache, something yes. I would, like, I all those people, not something that I would like probably to date. I mean, my husband has a goatee, and if he shaves it, I get very upset. But <laughs> there's a difference between a goatee and a mustache. I would agree. I would, and um, there's a difference between a mustache and a thin mustache. One hundred percent. Well, I I, I think you have to be a very uh, dapper man if you're gonna have a thin mustache. I mean, yes. First of all, you have to keep that very like takes a lot to take care of, and oh, then yeah. your style has to match. That's another thing. Style mm-hmm. goes mm-hmm. hand in hand with whatever mustache you're you're trucking around. Yeah, like I don't think I've ever seen Clark Gable out of a suit. Yeah. Yeah, Charlie Charlie Chaplin had his own Charlie Chaplin's mustache, which Hitler esque. I know. I have a little fact of it for it at the end, but uh, 
Yeah, that was a that was an interesting mustache. That one not not a hot mustache. No, it's. I mean, I don't know who did it first. I'm not sure what the timeline is there, but it was it was Chaplin first. But it was Chaplin, <laughs> and like I think it was kind of part of that comedy world. So Brittany, right. yeah. actually, some comedian has tried to bring it back. A British comedian um, <laughs> has tried to bring it back. It didn't work, and I don't think he still has it. Yeah, I, that's um, almost like a, that. That'd boot you right into cancel culture. I think growing that mustache <laughs> would be like um, that was like ten years. He's still like he was. A, I wish I could remember his name, and I'm going to get in so much trouble for not remembering. You're forgetting a very important mustached Maven. Oh, I might. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Maven's proper uh victor <laughs> victor newman from oh Young my Jurassic. god of course the original he shaved his yeah he Didn't shaved he? his later on oh, i don't think he has it anymore okay. but he that's rocked okay. that thing for like three decades right what the hell oh, is going on it's, here it's so part of his he that's he's very clark gable-esque victor newman really yeah you yeah. think in the suit the dark hair He's very much in charge of everything. Yeah. Sorry, the the comedian was na- is named Richard Herring. Oh, Richard Herring, yeah. Yeah. Yep. He's the one that did the toothbrush mustache. <laughs> that's what um, he called it? Yeah. Well, no, that's not what he, that's what it's called. If you go on Wikipedia, there's like 12 different mustaches. Oh, okay. Names. I don't have any. <laughs> <laughs> one was walrus. Tooth. Whatever I just said. Um, would you like to dive into the psychology of facial I hair? I um, love to hear about this. I am on uh, theartofmanliness.com. Oh. Which they have is, a podcast, right? Uh, they podcast? Do they? Yeah, they do, have a pod, they do have a podcast. Okay. Well, they just talk a lot about men's health and stuff like that. And it, it seems to be all sort of, I, I think when we hear the art of manliness, it seems we're like, Oh, what? Yeah, one is this, but yeah, yeah there's uh, there's uh, they talk about um, sort of the psychology of of uh, facial hair and mustaches in particular, in that um, they have uh, they have so many different interpretations in society. Like, um, they did a study where they had basically the same guy grow a full facial hair, you know, right, and then shave it all off. And then they took a picture of the guy when he was wearing when he had the full thing, and the picture of the guy when he was completely clean shaven. And then they they gave them a series, handed them out to people, did a study, and asked them a series of questions. Right. And uh, the questions ranged from like, "Is this man who's more aggressive?" So they, who do you feel would be more aggressive? And people always pick the guy with the the facial hair to be more aggressive. Oh, okay. They would ask like certain questions like, "Who's more clean?" And they'd pick oh. the clean-shaven guy, right? Who would provide better? They'd pick the guy with the mustache and the oh. hair. Who are you more sexually attracted to? And more often than not, it was the guy with the facial hair, right? Um, for you would be a, you'd be a. Actually, a lot of girls I know would be a outlier on that one. Yeah, I mean, I like. I mean, I I, I like a stubble. Oh boy, okay, do I yeah, like a stubble. Yeah. I like a Dermot Mulroney salt and pepper stubble. I don't. Like- <laughs> I know exactly what you mean. Yes, <laughs> it's very specific, but it's like, yes, that is the I'm you looking. Kinda, you want a guy that like looks like he's been in the jungle for about three days. Yeah, nothing like, too crazy, but he's survived and he's come back and it's fine. Here, you know what? <laughs> Unfortunately, you know what I want. I want a guy who looks like he's been in the uh, jungle for a day because he's doing research there. 
yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Which is like, <laughs> I am just like manly enough for the both of us in a relationship. I, <laughs> I don't need another man stomping on my territory trying to change my tires. I got it covered. Yeah. You, you go reedy read so that we don't sound dumb at parties. I'll <laughs> chop up the wood so that we keep the fire burning. Oh, <laughs> Very role it. reversal. Oh, that's good. Um, it's 2020, Brittany. We can we can do whatever we want. Man, I've been I've been fighting this gender battle since I was fucking ten. I like that people are all on board now. Uh, (laughs) It has been a long yeah. I've been a feminist since I came out of the cradle. I was just yelling from the time I came out of the cradle. I don't know if I was a feminist. I don't know if I was. (laughs) I I think not happy about anything that was going on with this. I just decided I was uh, dressing like a boy when I was ten, and then I haven't changed that (laughs) protocol since then. (laughs) (laughs) I asked for a uh, flames jersey. from my dad yeah for christmas and uh he said what size did you want did you want men's or women's and then i just wrote back i'm not a sissy (laughs) (laughs) a men's xl like the man well you gave when i got my flames jersey back in the day they didn't have a woman's size yeah, they sissy up the this women. This was in two thousand and two, by the way. It wasn't that long ago. No, they they sissy up the girls' ones. They're like, "You want a pink one?" And then I'm just like, "No, I do not want a pink one." I know, and they're shorter. Like I, my yeah. uh, Canucks one is shorter than because my husband has one. I mean, obviously it's a bigger size, but they're way shorter. Yeah, I don't want a short. This is not. What if you have to get in a fight? Then it just goes anyway. I don't want no short dick jersey. That's <laughs> <it>. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, it's a rap song from the 90s that I tailored for this podcast. Here And just here's just some random stuff here. Uh, while beards are associated, so beards and mustaches are associated with dominance, power, and maturity on the flip side of the coin, that kind of masculine image can make people feel a little intimidated. One study found right. that bearded men are perceived to be 38% less generous, 36% less caring, 51% less cheerful as their clean-shaven brethren. Yeah, so it's kind of got like these two sort of uh, a little bit of stigma attached to it in terms it, they just yeah. it, people feel uh, aggression from facial hair. Um, it, but it, you know when people have a mustache, it does sort of make them look a little more serious. Yeah, I think yeah, and especially if it's on an older gentleman, you are going to just expect certain things. When it's a twenty-year-old, you're like, oh look, you grew hair. Congratulations! <laughs> <laughs> like, it only took me four years. Well, and there's this, like, um, you know, there's this thing around being able to grow facial hair that makes you either mm-hmm. more manly or less manly or, you know, and, and men don't want to look like boys. Whereas women no. do want to look like girls, men do not want to look like boys. They, they Right. Feel... Well, I think also men want girls to look like girls. Yeah, and girls Ladies don't want men to look like boys. Girls want men right. to look like no. sturdy, you know. Although so... there was that whole, well, you are in favor of this, I think, but the whole chest shaving thing well it's, i just don't like hair so <laughs> right which i don't know where i may we may or may not get into it but burt reynolds did that i don't know if everybody remembers it the cosmo naked where he's naked right 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 and he has a lot of hair on him yeah so i don't know if he's your i don't know if he'd be your guy no <laughs> also again he's dead so that's so not gonna work <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so oh, an- another uh, piece of um, little information here too is that uh, uh, when it comes to facial hair and employment mm-hmm. um, like if you're like seen 
you seem to be more trustworthy. Like a mustache seems it seems to be a, a symbol of tr- you know trustworthiness. If if you're yeah. clean cut, you know what I mean. Like it seems to be like oh yeah. this guy knows what he's talking about, right? Like he's gonna so like a bank manager would be somebody who would be like you'd be happy to have like a but like in different jobs it means different things. You know, in the trades, having big beards and big mustaches and stuff is a mm-hmm. symbol of again manliness. It's a symbol of like authority and aggression. Um, yeah. And in the world of sort of business, like being being clean cut and clean shaven is more uh, suitable for that position. So it comes down to like cleanliness and and um, uh, put togetherness and and people with uh, sort of unkempt facial hair are seem to be like they're not taking care of themselves. So in the business mm-hmm. world, it's looked down upon. In the in the trade world, in the bl- more blue collar thing, it's it's looked up on. It's you know, so it's it's like it it has this effect. Uh, pretty prevalent effect in every part of your life yeah when i worked in elevators like the guys who did construction on the construction side of the the fence typically were bearded and you know big gruff guys and the guys who were maintenance men who you go into a building and stuff like that they typically wouldn't even put you on maintenance if you were a big bearded guy Right. Like they want you, you know, in a pressed yeah. shirt and button up thing because you're going into somebody's home sometimes to fix their, like you're going into a big apartment building. I was like, whose home are you going in to fix their elevator? Well, you'd be surprised. A lot of the buildings downtown, I know. I know. Well, a lot of the buildings <laughs> oh, downtown okay. have, uh, well, in Calgary, but I'm sure a lot of other cities have mm-hmm. uh, the elevator goes right into their suite. Oh, fancy. Yeah. So, like, that was only in TV. No, sometimes the floors are entire apartments. Oh, okay. Yeah, really fancy. So um, the there's specific elevators that just you press the 15th floor, you go to the 15th floor apartment, and I right. have like access to. I would have access to all those like every door that it comes out. Like you need to, oh. you need to fix everything, right? Right. So there's one time I like went in the middle of the night and I like just opened the door and I was just like in somebody's house. Oh my god! And I was like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> like they had another closed door. door closed door well they had another door like that was you know locked oh okay but it was like yeah a- usually when you see it in the movies of the fancy people it does like just come out into like a very fine fancy foyer well that's what it was it was their foyer so it was like i okay. mean they had another i think i mean i imagine i didn't i literally closed the door and was like fuck <laughs> <laughs> but they don't want you were like hey can you imagine, you like, just, like, drink? you just got home and you're just, like, hanging your jacket <laughs> up and then some, like, scary dude with, like, a huge beard and, like, uh, you know, like, you want somebody who doesn't look, like, yes. going to attack yeah. you. Some professions, you actually have to be clean-shaven. Um, I This is only based on the fact that I've seen a commercial for Gillette, I think, talking about firemen, I think. Right. Having to be clean-shaven. And I, <laughs> this is a weird, strange... Hitler fact, he originally actually had like a big mustache. Okay. And um, he had to shave it into what kind of the Charlie Chaplin one is because they told him that he wouldn't be able to wear a gas mask with the big mustache because it would obviously like get in the way. Right. So there you go. There's your Hitler. There's your Hitler fact of the day. (laughs) (laughs) If you want to wear a mustache, if you want to wear a gas mask. I don't know if that's a place we're going in 2021 now. <laughs> Jesus. Um, uh, it seems shave like your it, mustache. Yeah, shave your... Well, that, that's another thing, too, is uh, for um, a lot of the stuff to wear a proper uh, mask to go into, like, 
you know, like uh, anywhere there was asbestos, like for abatement or something like that, you know, you mm-hmm. can't have a mus- you can't have any facial hair. It doesn't, it doesn't uh, seal properly. And if you're oh. up in like, uh, like my cousin, for instance, works in Hawaii and he is, works inside submarines, cleaning the bottoms of the tank. Like he oh, cleans cool. like the insides of submarines yeah and ships and stuff so he's got to like crawl in and he's got to be in a full mask and everything like that and you have to have proper seals and yeah so it it can have an impact it has an impact on literally everything from like (laughs) finding love to your own self-image to making friends to employment to you know uh every everything it it, it's like more this I, i know this goes back to like we talk about like things that you're sometimes we do these shows and we're like i wonder if there's gonna be any information on this like like haircuts and then that's when we decided like when after we did the haircuts that we were like oh my god this could go on for years with haircuts and facial hair and body hair and like it's just like it's an insane amount of shit think of the amount of time that you have to spend as a guy like let's say you are very you know you uh grow hair well i don't know um like I can't imagine having to shave every morning. I barely shave my legs. No, once a week now. I mean, who's looking? Really, yeah, who's the we're all in lockdown. But I forgot. Like- I can't believe I forgot about this though. One of my favorite mm. show hosts of all time, David Letterman. That was something that he said he was going to do as soon as he retired. Yeah. And then he got a real big beard. Yeah, they asked him what. Yeah, like you- a Santa beard. They literally they said they said what are you going to do when you retire? He said I'm going to never <laughs> shave again in my life. Because he had oh. shaved every day, yeah. Before he went on air, he was like, "F oh, this." And yeah. if you're somebody like me who has incredibly sensitive skin, like I can't oh, imagine God, being yeah. a man and having to shave my face every day. And like now, they have a lot more, you know, better technology and better skincare things. But like back in the day, they're just like, um, "I don't know, throw on this thing and shave away with this." Well, yeah. At one point, it was a razor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So maybe we'll leave that for the beard episode. I don't know about that whole straight razoring thing. Is uh, do you know what? You do I that with a mustache. My head, I get the back of my head shaved. I get a design hmm. in, and they put it in with a straight razor. Hmm. <laughs> That's fancy. It is. Feels really good, actually. I go to the med barber shop to get it done. <laughs> yeah, cool. Do you want to? Do you want to give us a little history? Sure. I'm going to talk about Madam Mustache. Madam Mustache. Mm-hmm. Who's uh, Eleanor Dumont. She was the first female blackjack dealer in the U.S. Ooh. And we're talking like way back, like in frontier times. Okay. So like this six, is 16 it. something? No, no, like the, uh, 18. A little later. A little later. Okay. A little, little later. Not so much. Well, Western frontier times, I guess. So not much is known about her childhood. Uh, they think she might have been from New Orleans and had a, a was of Creole descent. Um, she had a French accent and or kind of portrayed herself as a French woman. She came to San Francisco in 1850. This is following the uh, big gold rush that was going on in San Francisco. Okay. Uh, so this is a time of like. If you were if you were working in the gold mines and then you were coming back, it's big like gambling, prostitutes, you know. <laughs> you were you were playing hard and working hard and, you know, spending all that gold money. Yeah, you had all that sweet gold money to dole I, out. 
Yeah, that gold dust. I think a lot of the times. <laughs> I can't imagine getting tipped in a di- in dust. Hey, can you um, imagine? <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> you're like, <laughs> open your mouth. You're like, why? Sprinkle <laughs> this dust in your hoary mouth. That's how. I'm yeah. Doing you. You're like, it's <laughs> very. <laughs> I don't understand why. Um, so she actually established herself as a gambler and she favored the game, um, that I own, which is the kind of precursor to 21 or American Blackjack. Okay. Uh, she was very skilled at it. And then she was also quite unique because she was very beautiful and exotic. She always dressed up. She had her French accent. And so eventually she got a job as a dealer at Bella Union. And, you know, she was she was a big draw because she was the only female dealer um but she was very debonair i guess is the word you know she could handle the stress of the table i mean this is like in a time when there's mostly just men out there and they're probably rough as fuck well even if you go to like i like i i like playing blackjack Mm -hmm. it's a rough game because every seat you sit in has like a different significance of whether you're like fucking the whole game up for everybody Oh. So, like the table gets mad they get mad at the dealer the dealer's always like give it a rest like it is kind of a contentious sort of um aggressive situation to be a part of and you'd really right. have to hold your own if you were uh the only woman in and in and amongst men and and i think yeah. It, yeah yeah interesting i didn't know about that i'm i'm too nervous to play 21 plus i saw you lose 40 bucks on in like three seconds and i was like oh, did you see no me point. only lose 40 <laughs> i am um, I've lost, uh, here's what I did, because just out of pride, I was in Las Vegas, and I sat down, and the guy, mm. he went, the uh, minimum bet is $50, and I go, right, because I thought it said five, because I was just lit, and yeah. here, here's the thing, he probably had so many losers just, like, come by the table, see the five, and assume it was a $5 minimum, right. and it was a $50 minimum, and he's like, yeah. so it's a $50 minimum table, and I go, oh, and he goes, so you, you might want to move on, but he was yeah. so rude about it that I was like, I know it's a $50 minimum table. And yeah. he was like, are you good at playing blackjack? I was like, are you good at dealing blackjack? <laughs> I was like 22 years old. And I yeah. sat down and lost $300 in like, <gasps> oh, no. I'm going to go seven minutes. Oh, fuck. It was hey, like, at least you did it in Vegas. And you know what? You proved a point. Did I? To whom? I don't know. That <laughs> I was cocky and willing to take advice unbearable to be around well you know what if he hadn't been so rude you wouldn't have had to prove something it's you know what it's like a lesson that i continuously learn throughout life that if someone like tries to say something like maybe they're right maybe they're just trying to help me out he's like hey little girl who doesn't know anything about gambling (laughs) not because i'm being presumptuous but because i saw you throw up in that bin over there I would have stayed just because I'm way too embarrassed to get up. I would have just spent all my money and been like very quietly like, it's okay. I just, I don't want to bother anyone. (laughs) I literally was like, I think I went, well, I think we both know you were right. (laughs) And he was like, but if it was like any other situation, they'd be like, here's your $300 back. But because that's gambling in a casino, they were like, they're like, this is how this works. Um, And this is how kind of it worked in uh, Eleanor's favor. Because, so what you would do back then is you would rent the table from the saloon. And this is in 
crazy gold rush time. So some of the tables could be up to $70,000 a month to rent. Holy shit. In that time money. Like, I wonder what the, how much would that be now? Oh, I don't know. This was in 1850. So, but I mean, here's the thing. The house always wins, right? Mm -hmm. And if you're a good gambler, which Dumont was, she actually made pretty good money. And she saved all of it. And she, there's some, there's a lot of, again, a lot of different sources saying a lot of different things. Right. This is a long time ago. Well, this is a long time ago in American history. Um, So they don't, they, they suspect that she was actually fired for card sharping. Okay. Which I had then had to look up. And it's confusing, and I'm still not sure what it means, but I think it's kind of like a card shark or like a pool shark. So it's someone who would take advantage of less skilled players. Right. That they're like doubling down on like somebody they know they can beat. I guess so, but isn't that gambling? Yeah, like, listen, have they never. Has Kenny Rogers not taught us anything? I know. You gotta know when to hold them, you gotta know Mm -hmm. when to fold them, you gotta know when to. Friends in low places. (laughs) No wonder fun. Also, islands are in the stream and it's beautiful. Islands Uh, in the stream. (laughs) So mad at me for singing these last few days. Even I started to go outside today. (laughs) (laughs) Just providing entertainment. It's free entertainment. Yeah. So she left San Francisco after getting fired or whatever. Um, and opened her own gambling saloon called Vet Aon, so Vet 21. Okay. I assume that actually just means 21 in French, but I don't know. What is it? Vente, Vente is Vente is 20. Yeah, Vet Aon. So oh, Vente. oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, this was in Nevada City, California, which is confusing because Nevada City is obviously not in Nevada. Um, <laughs> another gold rush town. And she opened this saloon. No women were allowed. Patrons had to dress in their best attire. There were no swearing and no crass jokes. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know why I went Moira. Jocelyn. Jocelyn. Um So, but it, but it was like a very lush, fancy place. I mean, like these are mining towns. These are places that like are kind of thrown up, you know, in a couple of days. Right. Very kind of you know rough. This had. Uh, fine furniture, gas chandeliers. She was giving out free champagne. They had, you know, alcohol from all over the world. This bee knew how to party. I know. Um, You know, but everybody had to be well-behaved and well-groomed. That was her kind of thing. And she, that was sort of her personality was that she was, you know, she might be doing this thing that's very anti-female- in that world, oh, precocious. but she was respectable. Yes, she was. A, she was a very respectable lady. She wasn't going to take anybody's shit, you know. Um, and she actually brought twenty one or blackjack to become a bit of a, a more popular. So back in the day, Pharaoh was a favorite gambling game. Okay, which I should have looked up, but I don't know what that is. But maybe we still have it. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but because she was this female dealer and she was one of the only ones doing that a lot of men would kind of you know i'm sure like go to play at her table thinking oh i can make a bunch of money off this stupid bitch 
which is like or, it, it's kind of a pride thing right like the draw yeah. is almost to like prove prove your manliness exactly um and many men tried to seduce her but she would just remind him that this was not that kind of establishment <laughs> um but she was very gracious when miners would lose which was more often than not she would treat them to free champagne and you know if if they won she was very conciliatory so i think she just played a very she played a very good gambling game but she also just played a very good uh social game i was going to say she world. She's like a her her table side manner. Yes, <laughs> was, was was prime for the picking because it's like yeah. you know what that's the thing is I mean nowadays I mean you go to a casino and stuff like the the dealer doesn't spit in your face when you lose. No, you know they want you to come back and spend more money. So like yeah, and if she was if, if she was a uh, you know if she was respectful and kind and giving and stuff like that's like part of the allure of uh, gambling is like you. They go to the scene casinos now in Vegas, and they're like, "You want booze? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You want to spend all your money? Here's a free three dollar glass of champagne." Yes, you know, like yeah. it just kind of sucks you into the it sucks you into the the world. Yeah, and I think this kind of lush aspect of her establishment too at the time would have been it would have been a total novelty. In addition to you know this fa- and a fancy new game too right like what else are you doing when you're mining for gold yeah i Do mean think we have it bad <laughs> right now during covid times they did not have netflix <laughs> they did not have netflix and chill mm-hmm. um, they had uh digging and kill it's very uh it's funny to like uh reminisce on or uh, i don't know re- uh, we weren't there so i don't know if it's our <laughs> it's very funny to reflect lives. upon um mm-hmm. the idea that like a hundred years ago like people had it hard and people got sick and died all the time there were yeah you know, you know what i mean like yeah yeah like the common cold was killing people all the time back then so it's just exactly. like exactly you know we need to pull up our big girl That's panties a little bit I know, I know. Dumont took her this success, and in 1859, she opened a second salon with another saloon, with <laughs> another with a guy, David Tobin, who, again, sources are confusing, might have been kind of a dubious character, um, but they did quite well. This she called it Dumont's place. Dumont. Yes, and uh, she was doing quite well, but the problem was. Guess what? She's in a gold rush town. Now, what happens to gold sometimes? <laughs> a lot of the time. In a gold rush town. Did they run out? Yeah. So oh. all the miners <laughs> left. <laughs> and so she did too. Yeah. So she was kind of getting tired of this lifestyle. So she actually bought a ranch in Carson City, Nevada. And fell in love with Jack McKnight. Who ended up being a con artist and swindled her out of all of her money and sold her ranch out from under her. Oh, well, isn't that just a kick in the old pants? I know. What a dick. But you know what? She didn't take it laying down. She went and found him and shot and killed him and was never arrested, even though people kind of knew she did it. (laughs) So, you know, don't steal bitches stuff. Then, then you won't get shot. That's it's simple. You know, yeah, that's fuck around, get shot. Does nobody? Yeah. Uh, nobody knew that back then. I guess. No, I guess not. I don't. You think they would? I've seen Deadwood. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it seems like a lesson that a lot of men had to learn a lot, a lot, a lot of times. Yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> I wonder I wonder whose lyric that is, fuck around, get shot. I think it's a pock lyric. Uh, but I wanna just it yeah. might be in the end uh, NWA. Okay. Is it iced tea? Please tell me it's iced tea. No, it's little Dirk Chirac, <laughs> which is like not oh. what I expected um at all. Meek Mill Chirac lyric. <laughs> what? I thought it was older than it was. Apparently it's not. Okay. No. Well, okay. Right. But still, no. don't still. don't fuck around or still get shot. fuck around, get shot. That's the yeah. Whole <laughs> lesson. Uh, so she ended up kind of roaming around, uh, working again in gambling, and at this time, a patron who had lost his money at her table had called her Madame Mustache as an insult because she, you know. She, she was made- once a a young lady with smooth face, but she had a little bit of a pronounced line of hair on her upper lip. Fuck yeah. Yeah. I like so- it. I'm going to call myself <laughs> Madame Mustache. <laughs> <laughs> so it became a bit of a uh, a moniker, and I think it wasn't really said to her face. Right. That was kind of how she... And she was quite famous because she was this female gambling saloon owner gambler you know success um but sort of during this time you know she was losing her looks a little bit she's going a little right. more she's filling out a little bit more getting she's... the getting the mustache <laughs> she was getting uh, old she's getting old and you know what men love women who are old they're like children uh... they're like little women they're like little <laughs> children looking girls children yes so any she ended up becoming a prostitute but not oh. not just any kind of prostitute she became a madam of a brothel okay so but it sort of does sadden me that she was like this yeah. this like badass bee who was you know d- just slinging cards and like demanding respect to just on the business end of someone's hog yeah. that bums me out i know and she this was in fort benton montana and mm-hmm. Bannock, Montana. Do you know these places? I don't know that specifically. I know that a lot of uh, a hog dogging goes on in Montana, though, for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Um, She kept her respectability, though. She made sure that all of her ladies dressed in the fanciest of clothes, and they would ride up and down in carriages up and down the streets. Getcha, kind of. Get Opposite of what we do now. Yeah, exactly. Back scratcher. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay, so some places that she went to, she like, really did kind of get all around. May have been even up into BC, Canada. Uh, she's in Montana, Idaho, Utah, Nevada, Deadwood in <laughs> South Dakota, Kay. Tombstone in Arizona. Okay. Um, so these were all places. I knew Deadwood was a place. I didn't actually know Tombstone was a, a real place. I didn't actually know why you were saying it like that until... Because Deadwood's an amazing TV show. Oh, I didn't get to see it. Oh, gosh. I know. I was like, I... I Very almost... good mustaches in it. <laughs> That's... But we're on theme then. <laughs> uh, Tombstone was that movie that Val Kilmer was in. I think Kurt Russell. Also with a good mustache. Oh yeah. See, there are some men though with like mustaches that I'm just like, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Kurt Russell could do whatever he wants. He dressed up as Santa and he's hot. Dude, oh my god, he is <laughs> so banging in that mm-hmm. children's film. <laughs> and him and Goldie Hawn are both in it. Yes, Does I actually love his... it. Yeah, I haven't good. seen it. Does she play his 
yeah she plays mrs claus Baby she's, mama, only, yeah, claus. she's oh, like mama. kind of this like only like in it for a little bit but the, yeah. there's like um christmas movies are funny like you kind of like you have your favorites and then mm-hmm. you never think anything else is gonna good is gonna come out you know yeah. and that's one of the ones that i'm like ah this might be a classic in a couple of years oh, like i just I liked the plot. I liked the, it was like, you know, it's pretty wholesome and trying to make it some like raunchy new Christmas drama. <laughs> like it was like, it was right. just like a family fun movie. It was good. Aww. There's music. There's Kurt Russell. There's Goldie Hawn. Yeah. What more do you want in life? Oh my God. That's all I want in life. It's, uh, I might actually go watch it as soon as we finish up here. <laughs> yeah. That's a movie. Uh, yeah. I will have to check it out. But also check out Deadwood. Very good. I will check out Deadwood. Um, so, anyway, so yeah, like I said, her initial draw of being this beautiful young woman in these mining towns um, kind of dissipated when she got, you know, a little bit older. And she's, as they said in so many articles, she stopped drinking champagne and moved to whiskey. And I'm like, <laughs> cool. Is that a bad thing? Is that what we're like? I can't drink whiskey. I wish I could drink whiskey. That sounds so much more badass than drinking champagne. I hate champagne. <laughs> I li- you don't like champagne, really? No, I like Prosecco. Is Prosecco is essentially champagne, but it's like, I mean... Well, but it's sweeter. Champagne's very dry. I don't like it dry. A dry. Not a big dry. Well, I do like a dry white wine. <laughs> I was going to say... There's a lot of confusing things. But I don't like champagne. I will tell you that. Interesting. Um, yeah. I do prefer Prosecco, um, mm-hmm. which is funnier because it is sort of like the lesser of the two. Um, right. But I love Prosecco. I think you can put Prosecco with anything it's like mm-hmm. it's so good mm-hmm. and also you can get it at costco for like 11 bucks so <laughs> live your life <laughs> um so anyways it was more to men- mean that she got a little more into the drinking and anybody knows and has learned any lessons like britney don't drink and gamble it's hey man maybe not the greatest thing <laughs> Listen uh, to, uh, literally just listen to The Gambler, and it'll teach you a lot of life lessons. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, she was always known for an honest for her playing an honest game, and she always paid her debts. Uh, she even maybe, potentially, this is lost in you because you haven't seen Deadwood, but she may have taught Calamity Jane how to gamble, but okay. Calamity Jane was still super shit at poker. Um, so that didn't work obviously she actually uh, ran a rival brothel in tombstone tombstone during its boom time okay so ultimately then in 1878 she arrives in Bodie California she's almost 50 years old still people know about her but they're a little bit shocked that she's you know not this young fashionable lady anymore she starts working the tables at Magnolia Saloon Right. She stopped caring about how her patrons dressed or behaved. You know, she's drinking a lot more. She lets them swear. <laughs> um, and she didn't really care that she had lost her looks, but now she was starting to lose her ability with the cards. Oh, um, And she lost her entire bankroll in one night. Jesus. And, yeah. And this was a woman who was making a pretty good penny. I mean, besides the guy that stole it. And then, you know, she was making pretty good money. Not the same as she was, like, sort of back in the original days. But, you know, she was okay. But now this is all going away. Right. So without saying anything, uh, after she lost all this money, she wandered out of town, a mile out of town, with a bottle of red wine laced with a lethal dose of morphine and left 
a suicide note that said she was tired of life. Oh, and so she committed suicide. Um, but actually, uh, she was so kind of famous and well-respected that a collection was taken up so that she could be buried in consecrated land, despite being a prostitute and gambler in a cemetery in Bodie. So. Oh, Jesus. But kind of a cool-ass lady. She's kind of a cool... Like, literally, here's the thing. As I'm reading the um, lyrics to The Gambler... Uh-huh. And the... <laughs> They're all Sorry, like, I couldn't hold your attention. Yeah, no, I <laughs> I can do two things at once. I'm uh-huh. because it's so like uh, as you're telling the story, I'm like, is the gambler about this lady? Because <laughs> every gambler knows the secret to surviving is knowing what to throw away and knowing what to keep. Because every hand's a winner and every hand's a loser, and the best you can hope for is to die in your sleep. Ah, maybe it is. Well, we can't ask him because he's also dead. Good God, people. Hey, Raj. I know everybody freaking croaked her this year. I know. If there was any year to die. Yeah, you got to go in 2020. (laughs) Can you imagine? Just the sweet release of death. First of all, thank you for the history story. That was very engaging. You did have my attention. Okay, sorry. I enjoyed it. Uh, I'm glad we figured out what the, the gambler was about. Interesting. Well, that, when it was, I was, I was like, this story, like, I mean, I'm, I'm sure a lot of gamblers die similarly, but right. also, I was like, this is reminding me of a lot of those lyrics. And then mm-hmm. I was also like, why do I know the entire gambler? <laughs> like, how many times have I heard this song? Oh, forever. For I've heard a lot. I have a little news story for you about mustache. Mm. Um. This is just kind of a cute little one. I just this is a happy little happy moment. Oh yay! No one's lighting anything on fire. No one, but it is the fire department. So that is a great oh. segue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> totally on purpose. Uh, for November, uh, in Campbell R- River, uh, like we mm-hmm. discussed, like fire uh trucks can't uh firefighters can't put the grow a mustache because they then their masks won't work. Huh. Uh, I would assume. Um, mm-hmm. but. Mm-hmm. Uh, in Campbell River, they put the uh, they put a big mustache on all their fire trucks. Aww. Yeah. So I Campbell November uh, is underway, and the Campbell River Fire Department has clipped mustaches onto the front of its fire trucks in support of the annual campaign. For over 14 years, November participants have been growing mustaches and rallying around men's mental health, suicide prevention, prostate cancer, and testicular cancer. We have been displaying mustaches on the fire trucks for the past six years. However, members have been supporting this cause since uh, 2003, says the fire chief, Thomas uh, Doherty. Though mustache has grown and conversation generated, Movember has welcomed over 6 million supporters and has helped funded over 1,250 innovative men's health projects uh, globally. Nearly 300 of those are right here in Canada. Um, So, yeah. I just thought it was cute. Their fire truck uh, rocks rocks the mustaches and and uh, yeah. to promote the campaign. And I just thought it was a nice sort of uh, wholesome way to uh, yeah, be a part of the charity. The Movember, yeah, that's cool. Where sorry, where is Campbell River? It is on the northern tip of Vancouver Island. Okay, cool. Yeah, awesome. Campbell oh, River. A nice story. Uh, yeah, and um, I don't know if you've ever been up to uh, northern uh, Vancouver Island, but it is beautiful up there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I played a show in one of the ports, Port Hardy. <laughs> okay, 
Yep. I've also been to North Vancouver Island, but I don't remember where I was, and it was only two years ago. But it was very pretty. That's cute. Yeah, it's nice. Campbell River. (laughs) (laughs) You worry. It's for a wedding. I was drinking a lot during that time. (laughs) Good. Yeah. All right. Speaking of drinking, yes. Um, a topic we never come up upon. Why don't you tell us a little bit about our drink? Oh my goodness, we have a fun drink for you tonight, my fellow alcoholics. Um, We have the uh, Burt Reynolds shot. And I thought this was a fun one for this specific thing because it tradition, uh, um, I don't know about everywhere else, but certainly here in Alberta, is that when you order order the Burt Reynolds shot, which is half rum, and half butter sh- butter uh, ripple, which is no. essentially like butter ripple schnapps. Uh, you go equal parts in a shot glass, uh, and you you when you do the shot, you put a little finger over your lip to signify a mustache, <laughs> and you Reynolds mustache, and you do the shot. So um, I just thought that would be a fun pick, and uh, obviously named after Burt Reynolds. It doesn't. It is. It's not a. He's not named after the shot. He. They did not name Burt Reynolds after the shot. He was. Burt Reynolds' mother wasn't like. Will you remind me of butter? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And since it is a shot, I didn't drink Mm -hmm. it yet. Oh, I've been sipping mine. I made double double doses of it. Um, well, I still made a four ounce shooter, but I also uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been drinking beer uh, the entire episode. Yeah, I've been drink- well, I've I've been drinking beer along with it, but uh, it's a yummy one. I this is one of my favorite shots. Here's a fun little factoid about the um the it is the it is called the Burt Reynolds here. Um, mm-hmm. It is called the Werther's Original in the UK. And butter ripple okay, schnapps, yeah. for some reason, is easier to find in Western Canada than a lot of other places. The shot is, um, it was potentially uh, made at ranchmen's, but there's no real. No. Potentially. Yeah. Our, our ranchmen's? Our ranchmen's, right here in Calgary. Alberts. Love Palace. <laughs> well, it is, yeah. So the shot, um, there, there's ties to it there. I don't know if it just got Ooh. famous there. People started ordering it more there, but um, right. it has big ties to Western Canada for some reason. Oh. They, uh, you know, like, I don't know if it's something you could order in New York and they knew, know what the hell you were talking about. Right. I've only drank it out here. I don't remember ever having it in the UK. Yeah. Well, and then I was recently... Uh, at a, at that pub I talked about it last episode oh, yeah. where that lady was like the la- the people were like do you know what a Burt Reynolds is she's like I'm a 65 year old bar <laughs> tender yeah I know what a fucking Burt Reynolds is and then they were like, <laughs> so anyways I was just gonna do my shot mm-hmm. uh, okay ready are you, I do you have I'll do left? the rest of mine I I'm almost finished so okay, I'm gonna tap the microphone cheers cheers. Oh, I didn't do the nose thing. Okay, I'm doing it. <coughs> Hold on. <coughs> Woo! <sighs> um, you know, when I made that four-ounce shot, I was being hilarious, but that was actually a lot to take down. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was essentially two ounces of butter ripple and two ounces of I rum. So, then I so up- did you do rum or did you do spiced rum? Well, I did um, I did a lemon heart, which is just a, a typical uh, spiced rum. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
Yep. Yeah, I did Captain Morgan's. Yeah, well, it's a dark room. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I did. But it's it's interesting in that, like, I'm, I like spice rum, but it's quite, it is a bit sweet. Yeah, spice rum is pretty sweet. Butternuts. Butternut squash. Squash. <laughs> Butternut squash is sweet. <laughs> uh, it's uh, Butternut Ripple is quite sweet. But but for some reason combined, there it's not an overly sweet drink. Like, it's sweet, but it's not... I mean, some of the stuff that we've had before... Ugh. Um, yeah. This doesn't feel like it coats your mouth with diabetes, so... No, it's not like saccharin. It's just like... Yeah. So good, guys. It's nice. It's a nice treat. Here, I'll you give you should a little... treat yourselves and have a shot and remember times when you could go to the pub with, with people called friends. Hey. Other people. Hey, remember friends? Yeah. All right. So uh, a little fact on uh, butterscotch schnapps. Let's hear it. Because I was like, what kind of alcohol is this? <laughs> uh, turns out I don't know. Uh, it's made from butter and brown sugar. Okay. But obviously, and I was like, oh, does that make alcohol? No, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> it's then combined with a neutral base spirit, either like a vodka or a brandy, which again, neutral and brandy, not, I wouldn't call it neutral, but okay. Yeah, neutral and brandy, odd combination. <laughs> yeah. And generally, maybe there's a little bit of coloring, maybe even a little bit of extra flavoring. But that is what butterscotch, butterscotch schnapps is made of. Uh, going back to the old uh, mustache. Mustache. A, uh, mustache. Uh, noblemen in Victorian times would use a special mustache spoon to protect it from their soup. Oh. So you don't want to get it in your mustache. And yeah, actually, um, dope. I'm surprised that doesn't still exist. I know. Um, there's a really good episode of QI with Stephen Fry, um, or sorry, Sir Stephen Fry, God Stephen Fry. And he has like a, he actually shows like that and a a cup, a special cup that you can use and like another sleeping apparatus that you put around your mustache. So if you can kind of Google QI and mustache, it's very cute to watch. (laughs) Um, and actually from that, one of the most dangerous mustaches. Yeah. Is the mustachioed toad? Ooh, ah, he li- he. Well, yeah, actually, he lives in China. <laughs> uh, there might be many he's, uh, but during mating season, they grow these keratinized n- n- nuptials vines. I don't know okay. these little like pokey things on their lips, and they use them to f- the males fight with them, and ninety percent of the toads get injured during combat. <laughs> So it's pretty. Okay. I don't know if that actually means danger, most dangerous, but to to a mustachioed toad, a, another mustachioed toad is quite dangerous, I guess. Yeah. Um, oh, definitely, because they're horny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so you kind of brought this up a, uh, a little bit. Different religions and stuff have very differing views on facial hair. Yeah. One of the interesting ones I didn't realize was that Amish men grow their beards out and then they never trim them after they get married. Oh, wow. But they I always shave their upper lip. Whoa. I did right? not know that you think about it, like it's always the beard. Yeah, just beard. Which yeah. I, I think I could get on board with. Maybe I just have a problem with mustaches. <laughs> yeah. 
just go become an Amish person. Yeah. You, you do real well with no oh, internet. Yeah, no. I do pretty good without being able to speak my mind. I think I Yeah. Oh, yeah, it. you do real. Yeah, yeah. They love a, they love a <laughs> sassy bitch in that community. Um, okay, we've kind of mentioned it before. Charlie Chaplin's mustache. Yes. Right? Okay, I didn't realize it was fake. What? Mm-hmm. Get bent. Really? Mm-hmm. Don't get bent. Get un- unbent. Um, we'll post a, a video of it in the show notes, but it's actually for his tramp character, so that's just a character that he did. And I don't know if that was maybe more... I don't really know a lot about Charlie Chaplin. He's somebody I would really like to dive into one day, so not... Sorry. <clears throat> the history of Charlie Chaplin I would very like much to dive like into to dive history. into. <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll we'll post a video There's a, of him like putting on his mustache and putting on his little bowler hat and doing becoming that little character but yeah he didn't didn't have the mustache so oh i know would you look at the would you look at that yeah okay so hitler you're copying someone that didn't even really have it you know you're making a hater i don't want to say you know hitler didn't have his shit together but uh dude if you're gonna copy somebody you should probably check that that stuff's real. So yeah, so that's some facts. And then once again, Movember, if you are doing a mustache for Movember, I'm growing mine out. I am. Uh, have been doing for since they took away our threading. Since they took away my threading. Oh yeah, <laughs> your mustache. Like we said, it's it's created to bring awareness to men's health, specifically prostate and testicular cancer. Uh, you can make a donation at movember.ca or go to movember.com to be directed to your country's site. Uh, they also are focusing as well on combating male suicides. We did bring up suicide before with our sad gambler lady. According to Stats Canada, men are three times more likely to commit suicide than women, and especially those in between 40 to 59. So if you or someone you know is thinking about suicide, please call the Canada Suicide Prevention Service at 1-833-456-4566 or text 45645. And also just like a last minute shout out. Boys, we love you. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like the, I feel like guys, you know, have gotten a pretty bad rap uh, over the last couple of years. Yeah, and I do yell a lot about white men, but I love a lot of white men. Guys, I love a lot of white men. I had and black men, indigenous men. I like we like men. Obviously, we like we like men. And I had a great father, and I had wonderful uncles, and my uh, wonderful brother, who's a wonderful father. And it just, it it truly does, you know, like men have a lot of responsibility thrust upon mm-hmm. their shoulders yeah. and it, it does weigh down upon them and and as much shit as you're getting uh, know that you are loved and know that you yeah. are appreciated and thank you for being men yeah and yeah. don't use your mustache to hide the fact that you're having a heart attack Bree. yeah Just let us know <laughs> give us a little like wink and a nod and we'll take you to the hospital yeah, legit. It we won't make you. you any less of a man. In fact, no. we will think you are even more of a man. You are uh, you are very appreciated and you are very loved and we thank you very much. So this episode, um, <laughs> this one's for the boys, baby. 
Yay! So and much. send us some of your mustaches, especially if we want like old mustaches. Yeah, give us a, text us your mustache. I don't know. Don't <laughs> send it to us on the uh, send us uh, your mustache pitches on uh, Instagram, and then we will uh, post them. We love them, yeah. and we love you. Uh, hit us up on uh instagram at life pairings podcast <laughs> yeah yep <laughs> <laughs> sorry that was affirming yes yeah and uh and we're we on facebook much. we're you on facebook email us you can email us you can do whatever you want to us uh mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you can go to our website you can become a patreon you can do whatever you want uh and we love you very much please uh come next next week uh we'll see you then Okay. Thanks, guys.